Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul has landereva sekatananta abarotanantileba. Lord, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you once again for this grace to come into your presence. This is the day that you have made. Today is a beautiful day. Lord, we are grateful for it this morning. We are thankful for it this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the breath in our nostrils. We thank you, Lord, that we are able to move, Lord, this morning. We are able to speak this morning. Father, Lord, we can open our eyes. Father, we say thank you. As the ancient of days, this morning we say thank you. As the maker of heaven and earth, Lord, this morning we say thank you. As the one who is Jehovah, this morning we say thank you. You are Elion, mighty God, El Shaddai. We worship you and give you praise this morning. Be glorified forevermore. We ask, Father, that as we bless your name, Lord, as we seek to read and understand your word, the Lord, you will grant us understanding this morning. Grant us wisdom. Help us to learn as we read the Bible. And let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to Devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. We continue reading the book of Acts, Acts of the Apostles. Yesterday we stopped on chapter 16. Uh, Paul and Silas had set out yet on on the second mission, their second missionary journey. And of course, uh, they, they now picked or took Timothy with them. Okay, so why do we need to uh, why is Acts of the Apostles important? Uh, yes, it is exactly that, the Acts of the Apostles. Okay, so it tells us some of the things that happened with the followers of Jesus about the time that Jesus, when Jesus left this world. So I want you to picture in your mind, remember that these guys, majority of them are Jews. Okay, now they have become First of all, followers of Jesus, who was relatively, you know, in a sense, it looked like he was preaching a new gospel, okay? He had folded up all all of the Old Testament into two short commandments, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second one is exactly like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And now you have his followers who claim they are filled with the Holy Spirit. However, you cannot deny the fact that they are able to do miracles exactly the way, okay, and Jesus that they followed, okay, was doing. Uh, and now you have someone else who was a persecutor of the church, talking about Saul now, okay, uh, who was now preaching the very thing he was persecuting. However, uh, there is a new dimension to the message. He was not only preaching what 
at the Old Testament or the fulfillment of the Old Testament, but it was telling them that Jesus had fulfilled the Old Testament. And so he was sharing with them this message of grace. I'm telling you, it was very difficult for a lot of them to understand, okay? So, uh, but we will read this morning and we will understand. So this morning we read chapter 17 and 18. Uh, Paul continues on his mission, the second missionary trip. Uh, he reaches Thessalonica, for example, in chapter, in chapter 17. Let's go. Paul and Silas then traveled through the towns of um, Amphipolis and Apollonia and came to Thessalonica where there was a Jewish synagogue, as was Paul's custom. So this was the normal thing for Paul. As was Paul's custom, he went to the synagogue service, and for three Sabbaths in a row, he used the scriptures to reason with the people in the synagogue. Okay, so while we know that what jesus told ananias okay uh, told him about what was going to be paul's commission we know that he was supposed to speak to the gentiles he was supposed to speak to the nation of israel and then he was going to stand before kings however paul himself okay clarified that look he was given the grace to reach the gentiles but if you look at his journey, okay, and if you look at majority of the times those he spoke with, he spoke most of the time in synagogues, okay? It seemed as if Paul, and if you read the book of Romans, you will, you would understand this, right? That he had a certain passion for the nation of Israel. He just wanted them to be saved. And so if he tended to, to use his strength, okay, and is focused more for that. Okay, so for three Sabbaths in a row, he says here that he used the scripture to reason with the people. Who was he reasoning with? Obviously not with Gentiles. He was reasoning with Jewish, okay, most likely Jews, most likely. They were not even Christians yet, okay? Um, so he explained the prophecies and proved that the Messiah must suffer and rise from the dead he said this jesus i am telling you about is the messiah okay for the majority of those who were hearing him it seemed like fables the only thing that you could not deny was that god was backing up their words that's why in mark 16 mark 16 it tells us that the lord went with them Okay, confirming their words with signs and wonders. Okay, so um, it seems strange to claim that Jesus was the fulfillment in their own time. Now we understand better. For says some of the Jews who listened were persuaded and joined, joined Paul and Silas along with many God-fearing Greek men and quite a few prominent women. But some of the Jews were jealous so they gathered some troublemakers from the marketplace to form a mob and start a riot. They attacked the house of Jason, searching for Paul and Silas so they could drag them out uh, to, the, to the crowd. I'm telling you, uh, when we get to heaven, one of the things I want, I would like to find out is Barnabas 
part, okay? We know that the commission was given to Paul, okay, and not Barnabas. However, I would like to find out Barnabas' part. It wasn't that there was no trouble when Barnabas was around, but it just felt like as soon as Barnabas left Saul, everything went downhill. First of all, we read that the Holy Spirit continued to forbid them from entering different places, from going to preach in Asia, from going to everywhere they wanted to go to. And now the next thing, you know, um, the next thing we read uh, then that, you know, uh, they ended up in jail and then they were preaching, they were singing in psalms and songs. And then, you know, the, you know, the Holy Spirit came into that, into that jail. And yeah, they are again now in another trouble. Okay, so it meant as if troubled just troubled just followed them, and troubled followed them. I'm telling you, I'm sorry. By we will get to heaven and we will end because of Paul, because of his his, his insistence on reaching the Jews by force. Okay, that was why this trouble was following them because it was the Jews who were jealous. Okay, and they were the one who, who you know, the rebel rousers, who, you know, raised, you know, troublemakers, you know, into the market and formed a mob. And then riots started. It says that they attacked the home of Jason, searching for Paul and Silas so they could drag them out to the crowd. Not finding them there, they dragged out Jason and some of the other believers in, instead and took them before the city council. Uh, Paul and Silas have caused trouble all over the world. They shouted, and now they are here disturbing our city too. I, I pray that our Christianity will sound like we are causing trouble all over the world. <laughs> that is what the gospel should sound like. It should look like we are reaching the whole world with our message. I, I just feel it is not yet like that. Seven, and Jason has welcomed them into his home. They are all guilty of treason against Caesar, for they profess allegiance to another king named Jesus. In other words, they were judge, jury, and everything. They have decided they are guilty. Uh, they are professing allegiance to another king named Jesus. Uh, the people of the city, as well as the city council, were thrown into turmoil by this report. So the officials forced Jason and the other believers to post bond, and then they released them. That very night, uh, the believers sent Paul and Silas to Berea. Uh, when they arrived there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. You see again, Paul goes, the first thing he always would do is go straight to the Jewish synagogue. And then usually he would not keep quiet there. Straight he would get into arguments. It's okay, So they went straight to the Jewish synagogue. And the people of Berea were more minded than those in Thessalonica. And they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were telling the truth. And yes, this is going to be the focus of my write-up this morning. These Christians or these believers, they were more, uh, like another version puts it, they were more noble than those in Thessalonica. This one says that they were more open-minded. Are you open-minded about the word of God? These guys were listening to apostles. 
okay they were listening with those who claim uh, most likely silas okay uh, had been a disciple for a while maybe he, he was even around when jesus was walking was on earth they were claiming you know they had claims about the gospel but these people did not just accept what they were saying it says that they searched the scriptures you know day after day and that version says they searched the scriptures daily to see if paul and silas were telling the truth they were listening to our apostles and they wanted to check whether they were telling the truth are you that kind of believer or are you the believer that would just you know uh take it hook line and sinker and just uh, accept whatever is preached our duty as believers remember that as we come towards this end time uh, the major thing we will need to struggle with is deception jesus warned us that even the very elect themselves will be deceived and so god is looking for for believers and that's why we read our bible page to page God is looking for believers who understand the scriptures, who understand their Bible from them for themselves. That's why He gave us the Holy Spirit, and that's why we read the Bible like this every day. Okay, so my prayer for this for you this morning is that you will be more like these Christians, like the Berean Christian, than that compared to the ones from Thessalonica. He says, as as a result, many Jews believed, as did many of the prominent Greek women and men. It says, but when some Jews in Thessalonica learned uh, that Paul was preaching the word of God in Berea, they went there and stirred up trouble. So now, now that you know that majority of the trouble that they had from was from Thessalonica, go and read. Uh, the book of uh, Paul's epistles to the, the first and second epistles again to the Thessalonican church. Uh, I'm telling you, you will have perspective now. It says they went there and stirred up trouble. Uh, the believers acted at acted at once, sending Paul onto the coast while Silas and Timothy remained behind. Those escorting Paul went with him all the way to Athens. Uh, then they returned to Berea with instruction for for Silas and Timothy to Ori uh, to Ori and join him. Next, Paul preaches in Athens. So, everywhere Paul goes to, it's as if there was something boiling inside of him. He had to just talk, but most times he was trying to reach the Jewish believers in the synagogue, and that was causing trouble for him. Since why Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was deeply troubled by all the idols he saw everywhere in the city. He went to the synagogue to reason with the Jews and the God-fearing Gentiles, and he spoke daily in the public square to all who happened to be there. This time, it's the public square, so very nice. He also had a debate with some of the uh, Epicurean and Stoic philosophers. So, majority of these guys, okay, obviously they were not Jews, okay? So that's why this time it was in the in the public square. So when he told them about Jesus and his resurrection, they said, "What's this blah blah <laughs> blah blah trying to to say with these strange ideas?" He, uh, he picked up others. Others said he seems to be preaching about some foreign gods. Since then they took him to the high council of the city. Come and tell us about uh, this new teaching. They said. 
you are saying some rather strange things and we want to know what it's all about. It should be explained that all the Athenians, as well as the foreigners in Athens, seem to spend all their time discussing the latest ideas. In other words, these are just gossipers. They are always looking for the latest gossip. So Paul, standing before the council, addressed them as follows, Men of Athens, I noticed that you are very religious in every way. For as I was walking along, I saw your many shrines, and one of your altars had this inscription on it, To an unknown God. This God, whom you worship without knowing, is the one I am telling you about. He is the God who made the world and everything in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples and human hands can serve his needs. Okay, very important because the Athenians, okay, would have been worshippers of, of Zeus, okay, and, you know, and the other Hermes and, and Hades and those other gods, okay? So, when he tells them that, look, God is the maker of heaven and earth and so, in other words, it shouldn't um, be worshipped, you know, or need man-made temples, okay, inside to be worshipped or to live inside inside temples, okay? He says, and human hands can serve his needs, for he has no needs. Yes, God has no need. If anyone tells you that God has needs, they are mistaken. I've had believers, for example, says that God needs our worship. God has enough angels in heaven to worship him. God does not need our worship. We are the ones that need God. Okay? So never allow anybody sell sell that heresy to you. God has no need. He is God all by himself. He gives us the privilege to worship him, but he does not he does not need he does not need us. He says, for he has no need. He himself gives life and breath to everything and he satisfies every need. Did you hear that? God satisfies every need. Since from one man he created all the nations throughout the whole earth, he decided beforehand when they would rise and fall and he determined their boundaries. His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him though he is not far from any of any one of us for in him we live and move and exist and some of your own poets have said we are his offsprings yes in god we move in god we live in god we have our being yes very important we are his offspring however remember that we are not god so <laughs> We are not gods at all. It is in God, okay, that you can claim anything. We are made in God's image, but we are not gods by, you know, ourselves. We are simply his offsprings, like these people are saying. And since this is true, we shouldn't think of God as an idol designed by craftsmen from gold or silver or stone. If we are his offsprings, right? We are flesh. So how can God be made, you know, designed with gold, silver, and stone? God overlooked people's ignorance, verse 30, people's ignorance and about these things in earlier times. But now he commands everyone everywhere to repent of their sins and turn to him. For he has set a day for judging the world with justice by the man he has appointed. 
and he proved to everyone who this is by raising him from the dead so when the when paul when they had paul speak about the resurrection of the dead some laughed in contempt for others said we want to hear more about this uh, you see, but others said we want to hear more about this later that ended paul's discussion with them uh, but some joined him and became believers among them were dionysius uh, a member of the council a woman named damaris and others with them okay so it meant this message continued to grow the number of believers continued to multiply all right let's move on to acts chapter 18 paul miss priscilla and aquilia okay husband and wife okay let's go verse 1 then paul left Athens and went to corinth uh, there he became acquainted with a jew named aquila born in pontus who had recently arrived from italy with his wife priscilla they had left italy when claudius caesar deported all jews from rome okay so like i say the bible is a book of history you can check you can check some of this event since paul lived and worked with them for for they were tent makers just as he was so paul was not just a scholar okay he did something with his hands he was also a fence maker verse 4 each sabbath found paul at the synagogue okay each sabbath you will find him at the synagogue each sabbath found paul at the synagogue trying to convince the jews and greeks greeks alike okay usually of course jews will not allow any greek who was who had not converted okay to enter the synagogue okay so as soon as he says it's happening in the synagogue you know that majority of those who were inside there were jews okay uh so he says trying to convince the jews and greeks alike and after silas and timothy came down from macedonia paul spent all his time preaching the word he testified to the jews that jesus was the messiah but when they opposed and insulted him Paul shook the dust from his clothes and said, Your blood is upon your own heads. I am innocent. From now on, I will go to preach the Gentile, preach to the Gentiles. Let's, let's check whether he will, he, he will eat the very things he was saying. Paul continued to reach, you know. So, when we get to heaven, we will find out, we will find out more. I don't think anyone can discountenance that Paul is the apostle to the gentiles in that you know literally half of what we have as our new testament today was written by paul half of the books yes all of the epistles you know you know just as soon as acts finish start counting the letters to the galatians to the philippians the colossians you know thessalonians thessalonica you know um thessalonians and all paul wrote them okay so and all of these people majority of them you know um were greeks okay were gentiles that he was trying to reach however we can see that practically those he was he was always trying to go preach to when the synagogue they were jews he says look i am going i will go preach to the gentiles since then he left and went to the home of titius justus a gentile who worshipped god and lived next door to the synagogue uh, 
Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, and everyone in his household believed in the Lord. Many others in Corinth also had Paul become, became, became also had Paul became believers and were baptized. So one of the things that Acts of the Apostles does for you is that it fills in the gaps of Paul's letters. Okay, it's letter to the Romans, to Corinth, to the Corinthian church, the, Thess- the church in Thessalonica, you know, to Philippi, Colossians, you know, a Galatian church. You know, when you read the accounts of okay, his missionary journey, it fills in the gap for you. So that when you read this account, you can go back and then read the epistle that he now wrote to those people. You will understand it a lot better. Okay? Since many others in Corinth also had Paul, became believers and were baptized. Since one night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, Don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent. For I am with you. And no one will attack and harm you. For many people in this city belong to me. Okay? So God told him the first time, okay, this vision comes back again. He has now gone to, you know, he's in the house of Titus, okay, preaching to the Gentiles. He says, so Paul stayed there for the next year and a half teaching the word of God. Remember, he wasn't going again to the synagogue. He was teaching the word of God in the house of Titus. He says, but when Galileo became governor of Achaia, he says, um, some Jews rose up together against Paul and brought him before the governor for judgment. They accused Paul of persuading uh, people to worship God in ways that are contrary to our law. But just as Paul started to make his defense, Galileo turned to Paul's accusers and said, Listen, you Jews, if this were a case involving some wrongdoing or serious crime, I would have I would have a reason to accept your case. But since it is merely a question of words and names and your Jewish laws, uh, take care of it yourself. I refuse to judge such matters. And he threw them out of the courtroom. Since the crowd then grabbed Sustinis, uh, the leader of the synagogue, and beat him right there in the courtroom. But Galileo paid no attention. Okay, you would have thought that the judge would believe order, order in the court. No, he didn't pay any attention. Okay, so because of that, there was obviously there was turmoil and almost a riot starting. Since Paul stayed in Corinth for some time after that, then said goodbye to the brothers and sisters and went to nearby Sinclair. Hmm. There he shaved his head according to Jewish custom, marking the end of a vow. Then he set sail for Syria, taking Priscilla and Aquilia with him. They stopped first at the port of Ephesus. So you get perspective about the letter to the Ephesians now. It says they stopped first at the port of Ephesus, where Paul left the others behind. While he was there, he went to the synagogue to reason with the Jews, back to the Jewish synagogue again. They asked him to stay longer, but he declined. As he left, however, he said, I will come back later. God willing, uh, I will come back later. Then he set sail for Ephesus. The next stop was at the port of Caesarea, 
Uh, from there, he went up and visited the church at Jerusalem and then went back to Antioch. After spending some time in Antioch, Paul went back through Galatia and Phrygia, visiting and strengthening all the believers. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, an eloquent speaker who knew the scripture well, had arrived in Ephesus from Alexandria in Egypt. He had been taught the way of the Lord and he taught others about Jesus with an enthusiastic spirit and with accuracy. However, he knew only about John's baptism. My question is, how do you teach accurately and enthusiastically about Jesus and still only stop at John's baptism? What does that mean? That means he was preaching what John was saying. Okay, the Messiah was coming. Repent. Okay, and be saved. Someone greater is coming. That was where his message was stopping. However, he was speaking of the need for the Messiah. Okay, you needed to be saved. See, when Priscilla and Aquila had him preaching boldly in the synagogue, they took him aside and explained the way of God even more accurately. Apollos had been thinking about going to Achaia, and the, and the brothers and sisters in Ephesus encouraged him to go. They wrote to the believers in Achaia, asking them to welcome him. When he arrived there, he proved to be of great benefit to those who, by God's grace, had believed. He refuted the Jews with powerful arguments in public debates. Using the scriptures, he explained to them that Jesus was the Messiah. Hallelujah. All right, so uh, that concludes Acts chapter 18. Obviously, Apollos became a very, very, very wonderful believer. Okay, you are looking for those who could have written the book of Hebrews. So obviously, we know that it couldn't have been, it couldn't have been Paul. Okay, so um, Apollos would be a strong candidate, just like obviously Barnabas would have been a strong candidate. All right, we stop here today. Uh, what are the lessons uh, that I want to take from our reading today? The first one I already mentioned, the Berean Christians, the Berean believers. I want us to become like those believers. Believers that will search the scriptures daily, daily, okay? Until they found out the truth from themselves. If there's anything that must be happening to you every day, every day you go to church, you sit before a pastor, you sit before a man of God, or you listen to even the man of God, you know, over the internet as the man of God is preaching, you must be able to hear your own teacher, your the Holy Spirit telling you, explaining the scriptures to you yourself. Okay, you must be able to search the scripture, the Bible for yourself daily. Very important. Okay, let's take that lesson and hold it firm in our right hand. Another lesson I learned here is about Paul's insistence to preach, you know, to the Jews in the synagogue. Uh, when we get to heaven, we will know better. Okay. Uh, yes, we know that God spoke to him in a vision later to continue. However, like I said, it was when he moved into the house of Titus, okay, and was preaching to the Greek. That was when that vision came. Okay. Was Paul doing the right thing? Um, 
we know that as the the the, the epistles are written, obviously, you know, he is speaking, you know, by the grace of God and speaking by the Holy Spirit. But I see a lot of youthful exuberance in Paul. What do you think? Yes, especially his first and second missionary. The first missionary journey was a bit balanced with with Barnabas at the side. The second one was very chaos. He would do a third one. Okay. It would do a third missionary journey, but big lessons for us to learn there, you know, about zeal and passion. Okay, he needed someone to dial him down sometimes, and there was no one, in my opinion, among God of them. Big lessons for us to learn this morning. All right, as we go, Lord, help us this morning to walk deeper. Help us this morning, Lord, to pay attention to the scriptures. Lord, to read our Bible for ourselves. Make that your prayer this morning. Lord, as I read the word, help me to understand it in the name of Jesus so that my walk with you will be deeper. Lord, I will know Jesus for myself in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.